Hey guys, and welcome back to the Promethean Perspective episode. Why are you looking at me like that? My brother's sitting in the windowsill of the house. I'm going to have to clean that window now because you put your nose all over it. I'm not talking to myself. I'm recording a podcast. Thank you. Promethean Perspective, Episode 6. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Promethean Perspective. I'm your host, Emily Rybeck, and I am super excited to be doing this episode. So, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas time, wonderful Christmas season. I've not done an episode for a few weeks now, and I think that deserves an explanation. So the last you would have heard of my voice on the podcast was, hey guys, it's the first week of Advent, and we're doing an Advent series. We're going to do one every week for the week of Advent, and then we're going to do a Christmas special on Christmas Day. That's the last you would have heard of my voice. Um, I did the first of that series, and then I disappeared. So here's what happened (laughs) that weekend. After that first episode went up, we went to my brother's wedding. I almost said funeral. (laughs) Jeez. Went to my brother's wedding up in Ohio, and he got married to his lovely fiancée, Sarah. And while we were there, we got to see lots of family, and um, we may or may not have gotten sick. Actually, just I did. And then I brought it back home with me, and I got everybody else sick. And then we all started dropping like flies, and then... We were literally sick from that first weekend in December to literally, I think, just this past Saturday. Everybody's now been better um, for the past two days now. Today's Monday after that Saturday. And so, yeah, our Christmas holiday season around here was extremely um, different than what we normally do. But we are back on our feet now. And you may say, Emily, that is the lamest excuse for not posting. But seriously, like... I'm I'm telling the absolute truth. I you would not have wanted to listen to my voice under those conditions. For the first week I was sick, I literally had no voice. For some reason, I just had no voice. And then the second week when I was recovering, I had this obnoxious cough that anytime I would try to talk, I couldn't like I would just cough. And so I was like absolutely no way I can do a podcast. And then the third week after that, um, I was going to record one with my sister, who's back from uh, college for Christmas break, and she was sick during that week, so she was going through what I had gone through a week earlier, and she couldn't talk. (sighs) And then (laughs) the Christmas special I planned on, we actually were contemplating taking one of my brothers to the ER because he was literally suffering to breathe, so... Uh, that was all very crazy fiasco that happened, but now we're moving on and I'm just going to pretend that, um, well, I'm, I'm actually not going to pretend. I'm just going to move on from the fact that I did not do the Advent series. I prayed and hoped to do God had other plans. So please forgive me. And I'm just hoping that I can do it again next year, or I guess not again. I'm hoping I can do it next year. And until then, um, we're just going to move along. So We're still in the Christmas season. Uh, The Catholic Church celebrates Christmas, uh, the day of Christmas, and then we go on uh, after that. And so today is January 6th, and we celebrated Mary, the Mother of God, a few days ago. 
And so today's episode is going to be about the new year. And you know how like people say new year, new you? We're going to do an episode on new year, same you. So uh, before I dive into what, what all that means, um, on di- uh, <laughs> I was said October 1st. On January 1st, my brother, um, Nathan, he turned 21. So that was pretty exciting. And that was also the feast of Mary, the mother of God. So that was, we went and saw, um, we went to mass that morning. And then later on that evening, uh, for my brother's birthday, we went to see Frozen 2. And let me just tell you, um, it was not what I was expecting at all, but I'm not going to comment on the movie. I'll let you guys see it for yourself. It's not really that important. Anywho. Um, so that was really fun. And then after that, um, I've been doing a lot of what I guess you could say, uh, re, uh, chartering items, uh, reevaluating, taking inventory. So all these podcasts come out on January 1st. They're like pre-recorded podcasts that come out and they're all like 2019, uh, fails and, resolutions for 2020 and like uh, new year new you and like high expectations and like make your goals and like there's all these like ridiculously unpractical uh I don't know what you would call them they're just like popping up everywhere that I see them and I just wanted to talk about that because I decided that I wasn't going to post this on January 1st I was going to do this a few days after because to be honest like making your goals and like placing new priorities and deciding what your resolutions are going to be. Um, they don't really like take effect like January 1st because everybody's still kind of like in that holiday spirit, I guess you could say. But I think it's more like the Monday after all of that, that everybody wants to get like back into the swing of things and they're like ready to go and like full charge. So this is a little bit of a, if you're at this point, then here you go. If you're not at this point and you need a little bit of encouragement to get going, here you go. So that's what I kind of wanted this episode to be. It's going to be a less on the a lesser on the theological side, more of just like the chit chat side. So um, I'm not usually one to do these kind of episodes. So if these kind of episodes are not for you, I apologize. But also, um, sometimes it's fun to just slow down and talk about the practicality of life too, because that's got to be talked about as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of stereotypes that people have, like life has this stereotype for the new year. Um, so I was thinking of like, what, what if instead of being a new you this year, you just became a better you and like what that would look like and how you can really like implement that so that you don't feel like this huge weight of like trying to live up to something that you're never supposed to be and like, uh, putting on this, New year, new you for like the first two weeks of January and then like it's not who you actually want or need to be and so it's not sticking because it's it's not anything you enjoy to do and I'm not saying that everything that you have to do in life you're going to enjoy. That's not what I'm saying but um, I was just thinking how about we do new year, same you but improving in certain ways but that doesn't mean that you need to change as an individual. Um, You might need to change certain aspects of your life but it doesn't mean that you have to just like put on this facade of a a new person that you're not actually. So the world tells us that we have to like constantly improve and move on um, to the bigger and better things uh, while never really embracing like where we are in life or who we are. Uh, It's like got this scorn, scornful kind of look on us, I guess you could say, that like if we're not moving at the pace that the rest of the world is and we're not doing what everybody else is doing, then we're just not doing it right. And the reality is that 
you know, there's nothing wrong with just being content with who you are. I talked about this in one of the previous episodes. Like, we're always supposed to be going after life and chasing life, but that doesn't mean that, like, in the process, we have to just, like, completely, like, deny ourselves our own personality or characteristics. Like, doesn't mean we have to just go put on a facade. Um, So what if instead of trying to be a new you this year, you try to be a better you? What if the year we choose to forget ourselves, we could embrace more fully the presence of Christ's love? So instead of focusing on how to improve and better ourselves, we could focus on how how we could improve and better our lives so that they correlate more with Christ so then you see less and less of us and more and more of him how awesome would that be like talk about a new year's uh, resolution like goal for 2020 here I come like how enthralling right so the reality is that we need the old you the old you tells the story of where you've been and the journey you've embraced it shines a light it can heal And if you've embraced and gone through really difficult times in your life previously, which I'm sure a lot of us have, and they, those times in our lives, they're necessary because they direct us what not to do in the future. They give us guidance. They can also help guide other people. And then also like if you've been healed and moved on from that, it can be like a light and encouragement to other people, which is super awesome. So the reality is we need that old you. Um, It can heal hearts and it proves the need for God ultimately that when we look back on our broken and, um, you know, derailed individuals that we have been in the past, it proves that we just need God. Um, If we were a new and improved, would we even need God anymore? Um, You look at that reality that like first the best that we could be and we reach that goal of perfection, like would we even need God? Absolutely not because why would we why would a perfect individual need a a god but that's why we can never reach perfection because we always need god and the society is uh, the society society is like filling everybody's mind with this thought that like they actually can reach perfection or or not or if it's not that it's like a be content with your messy buns and like stereotypical i'm just I'm just not an overdoer. I just, I'm not extra like that. I just don't understand why people, like, why can we not just, there's a saying, everything in moderation. And so you don't go out and you don't eat, like, a ton of chocolate, but then, like, you don't eat a ton of water, drink a ton of water either. Like, one's good for you, one's, like, not so good for you. But as long as everything's in moderation, uh, you're good to go. Because if you drink too much water, that can also kill you. Uh, Just like drinking too much soda, like, there's good and there's bad. I have like air quotations on those. Um, but everything just needs moderation. Everything needs balance. And so I don't think you have to be super regimented and super overboard and just like a pain to yourself um, to be a better person and to live a fuller year. But I also don't think that uh, slacking back and just letting life take its course is the way to go either because you need to be present for it. And you kind of always have to be mindful. That's the way I think of things. Because, like, personally, if you talk to anybody that I know, like, that know me well, they know that I like to, I'm a very structured individual. But, like, I'm also not, like, uh, making sure that I don't have a single piece of hair out of place or that, like, um, (laughs) my floors in my room are vacuumed every single day. Like, I put my laundry away. I will dust 
that things that need to be dust. I will exercise. I eat healthy. Like, but I don't go overboard with it. I don't like, you know, uh, I can't even give you an example because it's nothing that would come into my mind. But like, I don't go crazily overboard, but then you just also have to structure yourself in a way that, that works for you in a way that's healthy. And I think we've convinced ourselves that like, well, sleeping in works for me. (laughs) So that works for me, but no, that's, that's not, you have to balance things. And again, I said this earlier, I don't usually talk this like chit chatty, um, on the podcast here, but I thought it would be, uh, kind of relatable, I guess, for listeners to listen to at the beginning of this year, kind of a encouragement that, Hey, you're not alone, but then also like, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I'm struggling. I'm still trying to figure out how to balance everything. And I don't think we'll all perfectly know, any of us will ever perfectly know when to get this all figured out. Uh, But as long as we're trying and we have the encouragement of one another as we try together. Also, I didn't say this earlier, but I don't um, edit my episodes. So there'll be times in episodes where like if I sneeze or like I'm coughing or something, where I'll edit that out. But if I say something in the middle of an episode that's like really awkward and like, I don't know, the words just don't come out of my mouth correctly. I I won't edit it out. I leave it in because I think it shows my imperfection and the way that I can hear on the podcast, I guess you could say. And also, if I stumble over words, um, God's God's still trying to talk through each one of us and it doesn't mean that we're perfect. I mean, you look at Moses and he had to have the help of his brother because he couldn't he couldn't speak clearly and he would stumble over words and so Aaron helped him and so like that's the thought it's like we just have to like be there and be honest with ourselves and then just like be there for each other and so like live this life together be unified and then also just encourage each other as we make practical and realistic goals and resolutions for 2020 so going into this uh, what are some practical goals priorities and mindsets we can embrace to cultivate our old you so when I say that I'm why am I I don't even know why I'm talking like this I'm sorry um (laughs) what is going on um when we when I say that uh it's what is what are some like daily things that we can start implementing right now so that we can get our goals and priorities and mindsets changed and that way we can uh, balance things and shift shift things in our lives so that we can c- cultivate our old selves and make them correlated with God. So I wrote down a few different categories I wanted to go over. So the first one is family. So I wanted to start off with this one because this one's really important. If you are listening and you are one of those big Catholic family individuals and you just have a lot of siblings you have all those cousins all those aunts that's awesome then also if you're a single child and you just got you know one aunt and one uncle or you know whatever that is fine as well there is nothing wrong with either family is family is family and also I just want you to know if you don't have earthly parents if you don't have siblings here on earth um you got me I'm your sister in Christ and my brother all my brothers they're your brothers in Christ. And you always will have Mary, the mother of Jesus, and she's your mama. And you will always have God the Father. And you will never be abandoned. You will always have family in this world, whether they be blood-related or not. 
So yeah, I just want to put that out there. But then moving into it, um, during the holiday times, we spend a lot of time with family. Uh, but then whenever life starts back up after the holidays, school gets back into action, everybody's got to go back to work, uh, we kind of like fall off the bandwagon on the family aspect. And I'm not talking about like family that's like out of town and they only come in for Christmas. Like you can keep in touch with them clearly, but um, I'm talking more so about like immediate family, like our siblings and our parents. We kind of like, they fall to the wayside, like, and we get to play board games with them and we get to do like special fun family traditions during uh, the holiday seasons. And I think whenever we get back into things, we don't like do simple things like eating eating a meal together or like playing a game together. Everybody's doing their own thing in their own in their own time, which is fine, but we also have to have that balance where we make time to spend with the family. Because doesn't it feel wonderful to spend time with family? Like that's so awesome. But so many of us don't. Fortunately I'm in a very um close knit family. We really value that a lot. And that doesn't mean that every single day is perfect here in the Ryback household, but it means that we have each other's backs and we survive through the times that aren't perfect and which is never. <laughs> so it's it's really important that we cultivate that all through the year because like for instance this year my sister went to college and you know that's a big leap to have a sibling just go to college like that but I know it's all going to work out and it's all going to be okay because I had that um time with her before she left and that's that doesn't that doesn't happen from you know me doing my own thing on Saturday and she's doing her own thing on Saturday and then we never even like see each other that day or talk or anything um and to this day like when she's there I don't like text her endlessly throughout the day because she's my sister who's away but we will call and we'll do a family FaceTime at least at least once a week we will do a family FaceTime and we just talk for literally like three hours about everything and anything or we'll like you know joke with her about mom's cooking because we're eating mom's food and she's eating cafeteria food. But literally, like, we just are super close-knit. And that comes from weathering the bad times and enjoying the good ones. And so really cherish the time you have with family and make it an important priority in your life this year. That's really going to change things for you. And especially if you have siblings, it's going to be a game-changer for those sibling relationships because – you don't realize it, but your siblings, they need you. And you may not realize it, but um, uh, you also need them. <laughs> so I really encourage uh, family time because that is a very uh, profound cultivating time that you won't realize until it's not there. So yeah, uh, find ways to make them important. Shadow people, spend time with them. One of my favorite things to do that I started doing in like these past three two to three years, is I would just shadow my mom, like, do whatever she was doing, if I had any spare time, I would just shadow her, watch what she's doing, I've learned so much from her, and we've had the greatest conversations, and I've gotten to uh, really get to know her heart as I've gotten older, and I've gotten to, I guess, find out where to put my heart, by seeing her experiences. And so just find someone in your family to shadow, you know, go, go do something with your dad as he works on the car. Um, you know, play Frisbee with your brother. And it doesn't have to be like these picture perfect moments with family. If, if you have somebody that wants you to go brush his dog with him, like my brother, just do it. I mean, 
you have no idea the conversations that'll happen. You have no idea how much it's going to mean to him. But I would rather do something that seems completely meaningless to me, but that would have an impact on him for the rest of his life. So I encourage you to do that. Um, siblings are vital. As we know, friendships are a little tricky sometimes, but siblings are for sure. They're going to always be there related to you. And so it's important to really put time into those relationships now. And moving into friendships, something I think you need to do that I've had to do is you need to evaluate your friendships. Um, Regardless of how long you've known a specific friend or how well that friendship's going, just do a little evaluation. Make yourself a little survey. Do an evaluation. Talk to God about it. See what he's thinking. And determine who wants what's best for you. If you have people in your life right now that don't want what's best for you, um, they're going to really be a drag on who you need to become. And also, I just, something I also want to put out there before um, discontinuing with people who don't want the best for you, uh, discern whether or not you can want the best for them. So what I'm saying there is if you have friends in your life right now that there was like air quotations around that word friends that don't want the best for you before you decide like, okay, then I obviously don't want them in my life. See if there's something that um, you can do and hope and pray for the best for them. Whether that be you continue with the friendship because you know you can possibly through the help of Christ do something for them. Or if you just decide, you know what, this is not healthy for me. I need to just keep my distance, but I can also pray for you. That's that's some evaluation processes that you can go through with your friendships this year. So I just encourage to look back on 2019, evaluate friendships, see how those are going. And then 2020, um, just really be vulnerable and be who you're supposed to be. Be who you are. And God will bring people into your life that need to be there. So, yeah. All right. Third of the little um, key points that I'm making here is number uh, three, uh, food. Uh, so I'm doing like, I guess they all begin with the letter F. That's kind of funny. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, AFs. The AFs of New Year. So we have family, friendships, food, fasting, fitness, fun, uh, fundraiser, and faith and forgiveness. Oh, I guess there's actually nine. Okay, I skipped that one. Anyways, we're going back to uh, food. (laughs) So this is a big one when it comes to New Year's. Everybody thinks that New Year's is like fitness and like healthy food. I feel it's a very stereotypical, but believe it or not, it does matter. Not in like the overbearing way that society talks about it, but it does matter. Food matters. It matters what we put into our bodies. Um, It talks about it in scripture. But the thing is, just don't do don't go crazy with like a super regimented diet or like a super like overboard thing because you're not going to stick to it. You're not going to embrace it because it's not practical and it's not enjoyable. Um, but balance is key. So make sure you're balancing things and eating moderation. And also be mindful of what you eat. And just remember if you're ever tempted to eat something that you shouldn't or you're falling into temptation in the realm of gluttony, just rem- remember like it's just a taste. You'll eat it. It's just a taste and it'll be gone. Like it's just a taste or a texture. Is it really worth it? So I know that sounds really like minuscule and like pitiful, but like just remind yourself it's just a taste. I heard somebody say this one time. I think it might've been Father Mike. Actually, he was talking. He's like, if you're next time you're tempted by that donut, just remember it's just a taste. 
You're not going to let that taste overcome you, are you? It's going to be gone in 10 seconds. And what are you going to be left with? The taste of regret. So it was really funny. But the, I, it's true. And I've remembered it to this day. Um, so yeah, I'm just putting that back out there. But I can't take tribute for that um, wonderful quote because I didn't come up with it. But yeah, just remember, it's just a taste. All right, next F, fasting. So fasting is a wonderful sacrifice for Christ. Um, the church has specific fasting days throughout the year where we're supposed to fast. We are required to fast as Catholics. But the awesome part is that we can fast anytime we would like to for anybody. We can fast for people in our lives that we know that are going through hard times. We can fast in repentance. We can fast um, to give other people spiritual encouragement anything like that. It's a a wonderful sacrifice that we can make in our own daily lives for other individuals and has a little offering for Christ. Um, And it teaches us patience um, because fasting can be painful and it's a a process that you have to go through um, if you choose to because you believe it's pleasing to Christ. Um, It teaches you endurance, temperance, and willpower. And these are all... um, things that I can speak to that it really does teach you these. And um, again, do it within balance. But then also remember that um, it's a little little flower that you can give to Christ through this innocent um, and beautiful, actually courageous act of fasting. But also, aside from the religious factor, it actually has a mitochondrial effect on our brains. So what it does is... Whenever we get oxygen to our brains, we have neurons that are firing off like little twigs that are like on fire, like and what happens is if we don't have oxygen to those brains, to those neurons, then like those little twigs that I was just mentioning, they like break off. So whenever we have oxygen to the brain, which is given by exercise, we have all these neurons firing off and we're more alert and we can have a, we retain things a lot better and we have a better response time and everything like that. And so fasting has a mitochondrial effect on our brains and it makes us more alert. And which is a really awesome thought that like, it's not only like a beautiful sacrifice we can give to God, but then it's also like healthy for us at times as well. So like God's got our back. All right. So moving into the next topic, this one is also a bit of a stereotypical understood, uh, what people do at the beginning of the year, which is fitness. And I think a lot of the times it is your stereotypical, uh, what people do in the beginning of the year, because everybody wants to like start exercising again and, you know, get back into shape for the new year. And those are all wonderful avenues to pursue but I think a lot of the times it's something that people don't stay consistent with uh, because they picked uh, goals that aren't practical and so I think starting out especially to have fitness in your new year you have to make sure that the goals you're setting are very practical and you also have to take time to understand where your mindset's at because um, your body physically can do way more than we even uh, give it credit for but a lot of the times we our mindsets are in the right place because we haven't cultivated them And so if our mindsets aren't cultivated to where we're setting our goals, then we will never achieve those goals. And then our mindset will be left in a place of despair So and failure. So um, I had gone to a retreat a few years ago and the lady that was leading it, she actually gave like uh, a good routine of like a fitness schedule that's practical. It's not something I follow because I have a different kind of mindset than I think a lot of people do Um, and I actually enjoy being exercising and uh, being active 
And so it's not anything that I follow, but if you're like a beginner or just a person that like this year wants to take fitness pretty seriously, but doesn't want to like make a ton of goals that aren't practical and will never be achieved, I think this is a really good kind of um, system to follow. So she said to do out of a seven day week to do four days of intense um, exercise. So whether that be like a five mile sprint or you know hill walks or whatever your body physically right now can do with the mindset that you're in whatever sounds intense to you do that four days out of the week you can pick whatever days they may be you can pick when in the day you go to do them just pick four days and do it um so and do like an intense workout from anywhere to like 45 to an hour workout just when you first start out and then it won't be too much it won't be too crazy and also when you have that freedom to choose uh, where your mind's at then after you start doing hill walks for 45 minutes for four days a week you're like no I can do more than this I can run and then you start running those hills you know so just kind of cultivate that mindset so that you can start achieving goals all right a uh, second one um so have one fun day and then have one none so like if you have four days of intense workout then have one day where you do like a workout that you don't normally do like maybe for me i'll do like uh intense running uh systems and and those kind of exercises and then there's one day where we have a trampoline and i'll just do like a ton of like gymnastic type workout on the trampoline and it's exercise it's not like super regimented like my other training days but it's it is exercise and it's fun and it's like something that makes you just enjoy your body that God gave you 10 times more because it's it's super fun to just get out there and just kind of you know I think it's it's important to get out of this mindset that like every kind of exercise is daunting and like unbearable it's not and it's sometimes it's really funny to uh funny sorry sometimes it's really fun to get out there and you know get the sweat on your brow and to just really feel the the pain and the labor of exercise but then also knowing like wow look at my body do this what a good god i have you know okay and then have one day where you have none so for me this one day I don't actually have, I choose to exercise every day, but the one day I would suggest would be like a day where you have um, other important tasks to do. So make the one day that you exercise like one of the most busiest days and then that way on one of the more lax days, like for us that would be like Sundays or something, you're not taking off your exercise because then you'd actually have more time and it'd be more enjoyable on that day. So just find what works for you. I mean, if you like to have a day that's like packed full of hustle and bustle, then yeah, do it on that day. Or just think about like uh, when it work for your schedule best, but like have four days of intense, one day of fun, and then one day of none. And just start off with that this new year. It's super practical. You can do it. And I'm rooting for you. So good luck. Um, make it pop, pop uh, blah, blah, make it enjoyable and then personalize it. That's my key tip for uh, anything you're doing. So if you find running to be a very unenjoyable thing to do, then find a playlist of music that you love. Make it enjoyable. Find a podcast you love to listen to. Make it enjoyable. And then um, just tune into your body and tune into what it's telling you and personalize what you're doing so that you can focus on uh, what you actually need to do for your body versus what uh, the world may tell you you need to do. Also, uh, something to keep in mind when you're focusing on fitness, don't focus on an image. Focus on the dignity. 
you're a human being created in the image of God, and we're supposed to take care of our bodies because we were created by God. And in scripture, it talks about um, respecting the temple that our bodies are. And so working out and staying fit and staying active, don't get caught up on how we look or, you know, a certain number or anything like that. Focus on the dignity of your body, that you are taking care of the temple that God gave you. And I think it's going to be a lot more encouraging to go get out there when you literally have no standards um, to appease except for um, God's. And it's a lot more enjoyable when you look at fitness in that realm. All right. So moving on, we have the next one, which I labeled as fun to keep the alliteration of all the F's. But this one kind of the subtopic of this one would be creativity. So something I would really encourage you to do to find throughout this new year is to pursue a creative um, passion. So a lot of us, you know, we are like to do art or we like to, you know, do some kind of crafty thing or maybe we like to write books or maybe we like to do photography you know, all of these kind of creative outlets, I really encourage you to pursue them and do something like, uh, do like, a read one book, a nonfiction book a month. Like that's totally doable for anybody. So just once a month, read a nonfiction book to work through, learn something new about a random topic you never thought you would learn about. Um, pick up an instrument, learn an instrument, um, discover hobbies. Like who would have thought that I love to go rollerblading while being pulled by my great dane like discover hobbies that are out of the norm and that are super fun and challenging because they're going to keep your mind alert and more and life's going to be a lot more enjoyable when you have like creative outlets that you can enjoy and then just find ways to spruce up your everyday life so this doesn't have to be some big extravagant thing just it can be little things so like for me something i do that spruces up my day and spruces up people's days just by bringing a little bit of happiness and fun is I love crazy socks like I have socks that like are set and like one socks polka dots and the other stripes or like one's uh stripes and the other one's stars like stars and stripes or I have ones that have kittens on them I have ones that have bunny rabbits I just got a pair of socks with Saint Therese's face on them like hello people they are so fun and they're such a great conversation starter. And it's just like every morning I come down, it's like, you guys like my socks? And it's like, yeah, we love your socks. And so like it, without a fail, always brings people um, to a place of just pure happiness. Like I'm just like forgetting about all the worries and troubles of the day and just say like, you guys like my socks? Look how awesome these socks are. Do something like that. Find a way that can you spark a little bit of joy in your life in other people's lives too. All right, next one. Uh, Fundraising. So this is something that I think is super important that we do, especially if you're like in the teen stage of your life, but you can do this at any point really. But at the teen stage, this is like a really good kind of like experience for you and find something uh, to do for someone. So do some kind of a fundraiser, Uh, whether that be you do something as big as like a 5k fundraiser or something as little as just like um, making baby hats and then, uh, sending them to a pregnancy crisis center. Um, do anything you can to do something for someone this year and then support a good, uh, a goal or a mission and take action for an entity. So I think this teaches a lot of responsibility and a lot of action taking, and it'll really, uh, give us the tools we need to learn how to take care of our brothers and sisters 
in Christ, in this world, all right? Moving on to the next one. This one's a very important thing. Um, It's faith. So throughout this year, the sacraments need to become a regular part of our lives. If the sacraments aren't in our lives, then we are kind of completely dissing uh, the source of our strength as Catholics. And so the sacraments need to be received regularly. Make a goal to like go to confession like once a month or once every other week. Um, whatever works for you, look at every sacrament and just see when you can um, implement them into your life as often as possible. Okay? All right. And then second one, my dad always says this and he says, be vocal local. So be vocal with your faith local. Um, if you think you need to go be a mission in India to, to preach the word of God, you're wrong. You don't have to go all the way to India. Not that that is wrong whatsoever, but you don't need to go all the way to India to preach God's word. The the great thing is you can start right here, right now. You can start with your sibling. You can start with your mom, your dad, your grandma, your aunts, your uncles, uh, your next door neighbor, your best friend and band. You can start right here. Be vocal, local. Okay. All right. And then third one, uh, start where you are. Don't think that like you need to, uh, to do something awesome for God. You need to have all this like experience and academics underneath your belt. And like, you have to have this deep philosophical understanding of Jesus. Like just start where you are now. Don't wait any longer to start living your life for him. Okay. Because I think a lot of us, we wait and we tell ourselves like, yeah, when I get older or, uh, whenever I, you know, graduate or something like that, then yeah, we're start, you're going to start putting Jesus first, but then we wait and we're not promised the time that like we're waiting for. So we need to start right now. So just start right where you are. Okay. And then get to know Jesus on a personal level. So a lot of us, we claim that we know Jesus and like Jesus is our best friend and I love Jesus. And those are all great things. But the question is like, do we actually, do we actually know Jesus? Get to know Jesus on a personal level. It is super important, all right? All right, and then the next one uh, is forgiveness. This one you might think is a little bit of a melodramatic uh, topic to choose, but I think it's super important to focus on forgiveness this year. Um, You need to mend the brokenness that you may have had through experiences from 2019, um, do what you can to forgive and heal the hurt, okay? Uh, forgiveness is a huge one because all of us, everybody listening, including myself talking, all of us have an enemy, whether it be a very, a person that we just simply can't get along with or it's like a diehard enemy. Like we all have enemies in our lives and we just need to make it our goal this year to not have any enemies, okay? Just like make peace with your brothers and sisters and do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. It says that in Ephesians. And so if we're not promised tomorrow and we don't forgive our brothers and sisters in Christ today, then we'll never forgive them, okay? So we need to start right now, start right where you are, and learn to forgive. All right, so those were all the um, kind of topics that I wanted to kind of talk about for 2020. It's very exciting. This time of the year is super awesome for me because... I love to look back at 2019 and see all the blessings and it's like God is only only goodness. So I cannot wait to see how much more goodness he has to offer because he has given me such an abundant amount already. Like I can't believe what he's got in store. Okay, so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a 2019 recap, some favorite reads that I had and I just thought if I give you some like favorite 
favorites from 2019, then you guys can maybe implement them into your 2020 and make it an even awesomer year than you even thought you were going to have. How about that? So some of my favorite reads that I did was um, obviously The Imitation of Mary. Um, I was actually going to do a series on that during Advent, but like I explained, that did not happen. But I did continue to read and do the series on my own throughout Advent, and it was such a beautiful book to read in preparation for the coming of Christ. So if you guys don't have The Imitation of Mary, I highly suggest that you read that, and read it during a time, you can read it whenever, but it's uh, 10 times more impactful if you read it during a time, like a specific liturgical season, where you can really like dwell and like uh, go through that time period with Mary. It's so beautiful. Alright, next one is just find some good, wholesome saint books to read. There's a lot of saint books out there, and some of them have some inaccurate information in them. So just make sure it's a good, wholesome one and that it's coming from a good source. You can often check them on USCCB um, for just like validity and all that kind of stuff. But just find a good saint book and settle down and learn a little bit more about our role models in the faith. Um, And then the next one I read was Heinz V on High Places. And I don't remember exactly who this was by, but I remember that a good friend of mine suggested that I read it, and it was the most beautiful book that I've ever read. It was so captivating to the heart, and I think literally anybody could read this, and it would just apply and like speak right to their heart. It was so beautiful. Highly recommend it. Again, the book's name is Heinz V on High Places. All right, the next one is What We Can't Not Know. So technically, if you translate that, that actually means what we can know because two negatives, you know, there you go. So what we can know is a book about all the truths of our faith that we um, in this world kind of like act like we can't know, but it's really how much we can know and we like act like um, we're kind of like we don't have liberty to it. But it's it's an awesome book on how to discover truth and just like sort through all the many realms of life. So the next one that I read, I actually remember who this one was by. It was by Ray Grandy. And uh, it was a book called Thinking Like Jesus. And basically it took like every kind of instance that we as mundane Christians would have on a regular basis. And it like took them and it reenacted them. But it had the thought process of like how Jesus would think through it. And it was so awesome. And like I was able to like re- think my thought process whenever I found myself in situations and it like took my head back to that chapter that I read it's like okay so this is what Jesus did and obviously it's not like perfect word by word what Jesus would do because we don't you know uh we wouldn't exactly know but to a certain extent we do because of Jesus's love and his pureness that it's like obvious what Jesus would do so it was a really good read that I really enjoyed so those are just some of my um really favorite reads that I did this past year. I read a lot more uh, that I really enjoyed, but those are just the ones that I encourage you guys to share. All right, so moving into songs. One of the songs I loved this year was a song by Rachel Daigle that she did. Uh, It's called Rescue, and our theme for DYC last year, which is a council that I'm on, uh, we did Darkness and Light, and, and that song just spoke straight to that theme, and it made such a powerful experience, and I was blessed to be a part of it. So that really brought a conference alive for me that I truly loved. So the next one is Salve Pater uh, CD by the Seminarians at St. Joseph College here in the Charlotte of Di- uh, the Diocese of Charlotte. They put out a CD this past year, and it was awesome. They did a, a set with the Daughters of the Virgin Mary, Uh, The Daughters of the Virgin Mother, sorry. And they have gorgeous voices. Oh, they're so beautiful. I was just like, oh, they sound like angels. And then the seminarians complimented them very nicely with their nice male 
baritone voices. Uh, so that was really awesome. And I know a lot of the people personally, so it was really awesome to see them like all come together and provide such a beautiful project for our diocese. Um, next to our actually podcast that I was listening to, the first was Abiding Together, and it was a podcast that was in, um, I think, partnership with Ascension. And they have a wonderful platform. They have chats there weekly. They're really relaxed, but they just talk about our faith on a personal level. And then the next one is Word on Fire, and that's with uh, Bishop Barron. And I just love his theological, but also like like very clear point of view on life. So I just really appreciate his perspective when it comes to like the church and like the world battling kind of. So I really appreciate his perspective. All right. Some favorite moments from 2019. Here we go. So there's a ton. Obviously, there is a plentitude of moments. But the ones that I kind of just wanted to share was when my brother, he got married a few weekends ago, as I mentioned. And at the end of the wedding, his one request for the wedding was that they sang the Salve Regina after communion. When Salve Regina started to play on the organ and the trumpet started to blare... Bradford started to sing so loud his voice just rang through the entire church and it was so powerful it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen my brother do and he was just so in love with this person that he was marrying that God had given him and it was just so beautiful it was the most beautiful moment I've ever gotten to experience with my brother um so that was so wonderful okay and then the next one uh, next moment is just being okay with me. Uh, that's kind of a lot to delve into, and I actually want to talk about that in a future episode, but this past year, I've just learned to really be okay with me, that the fact that I make mistakes and I'm not perfect, that's okay, and if people can't accept that, that's also okay. So that was also something I learned this past year, was just being okay with me and recognizing that even if I do fall, I always have the option to get back up. So, um, the next one is a moment from my, this past year is just my family's love. Like I've been so aware of it this past year. I have no idea why it stood out to me so much, but it's just been something I really appreciated is just my family's love. So I encourage you to recognize your family's love a little bit more. Okay. So, uh, closing comments. What are your hopes for 2020? I would love to know. Please let me know at mothermary15 at iCloud.com. That's my email. You guys can email me there. Send any prayer requests or anything you have. I would love to hear from you guys. And then, like, what's your 2019 recap? I would love to get some feedback from that as well. And then, lastly, I would just love to say, I hope you have a wonderful new year. I am rooting for you, and I love you guys so much. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm praying for you. So just know that um, if you ever need a prayer request or anything like that, feel free to reach out because God is good, and he gave us to help each other recognize the goodness. So without further ado, get into your new, new year, people. Set those goals and do it for Jesus. Mm-hmm.